Good morning, everybody, and welcome. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88, depending on where you are in this amazing country of ours. From one side to the other, you are listening to Positively Different Radio. You are with Lyle and... Mon, and good morning, and happy... What day is today? I'm not sure what date it is today, because this is the delayed broadcast, and on the delayed broadcast, I always get confused. What day is it on the delayed broadcast? But it doesn't matter. It is a good day, and the Lord is in control, and that's all that matters. If you're hearing this, maybe give us a call at one 800 FM and tell us what day you're listening to this on, because we're never too sure. Because did you know what? You could actually join us on the live show. How can our listeners join us on the live show, Lyle? Via the TuneIn app. Just download it to your mobile device, whatever that device is. It's free to download. Mm-hmm. Maybe make sure you get the free version. And you can listen to us anywhere you go. Just search for Faith FM Australia once you've downloaded the app and you are good to go anywhere on the planet, actually. Anywhere there's a dance Live signal. show, be part of the quizzes, the calling. The prizes, all that ask kind the of, question all of the, the fun day. Stuff. Yeah, all the yeah. good stuff. Uh, me also, you don't have to download the app if you don't have space on your phone like some of us. You can just jump on faithfm.com.au and just press play and listen to the live stream. You'll yep. be just as live as the rest of Simple us. Simple as that. Run yeah. it through your headset, run it through your speakers. So What's going on with the show today? Run it through your Bluetooth, run it through your aux cord, run it through your <laughs> running it through tape anything. player insert. <laughs> well, on today's show, we have a wonderful session about sleep. We don't want to put you to sleep, dear listener. We are doing a segment on how to get better sleep. You see, if you wake up early in the morning, you get better sleep. Because your sleep that you get before midnight, because you go to bed earlier, yeah, yeah. is worth twice as much as the sleep that you get after midnight. It's true. And I was going to say, just waking up early doesn't mean you get better sleep, but going to bed earlier means uh, okay, you get better okay, sleep. Okay. And we hope that you've, if you had to, go to, had to get up earlier, you've gone to bed early as well. Yes. Otherwise, you'd be very tired. That's right. So we've got a great Bible study coming up. We have great interviews. We've got some, yeah. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this.
You are listening to All Sons and Daughters. We are waiting here on Faith FM. And Monica, we are waiting to hear about this story of the day. But before we get to that, I have an interesting story to tell. Oh, yeah? So yesterday I stopped at the survey to buy fuel, as you do. Mm-hmm. And the very friendly lady who came to the to serve me to uh, pay for my fuel mm-hmm. offered me a free coffee. Oh. Would you like a free coffee with your fuel today? And I'm like, thank you, but no thanks. I said, I don't actually drink coffee. And she looked at me, she's like, I don't drink coffee either. (laughs) She said, in fact, I don't believe I've ever tasted coffee. Oh, wow. That's what this lady said. That's quite rare. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm in the same category. You've never tasted coffee There are before. two of us in the world, Monica. There are two of us in the world. <laughs> Might be the only two ever. <laughs> I couldn't believe I met somebody else who never had coffee. That's astounding because, you know, coffee is actually the most drunk beverage on the planet, mm-hmm. more so than water. Yep. Yeah, it's incredible. H- hang on, how come you've never drunk coffee? I guess I just never started. Mm-hmm. And I'm the kind of person who I refuse to accept that I need to have drugs in my system to feel normal or to feel awake. And if I'm not feeling and I'm not feeling awake because I don't have drugs, then I need to look at my lifestyle rather than just adding more drugs to the system. It's a very, very good point. And, you know, not starting is a great way to start (laughs) on a down down a healthy path. I have to... do you drink coffee? No, I, I, I did for a period of time because back when I was in my early 20s, I did work a lot in hospitality and I, I did early shifts in cafes and restaurants and, you know, your f- coffee is free for the staff. And so I really, really loved the, um, <clears throat> the smell of coffee. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when the coffee was free and I have to admit, like I have, I have a hard time turning down free stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, you have mentioned this before, Monica. Yeah, I love free stuff. And, uh, and yeah, so when you're at work and they're like, oh, you know, you're coming in at 5am to start your shift and they're like, oh, here's a free coffee. And you're like, yeah, so I started drinking it and I did end up uh, becoming addicted to it and it made me anemic because okay. caffeine prevents your blood from absorbing iron. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was finding I was crashing, but I was crashing really bad. Like after about four hours, it wears off and I'd, I'd literally be falling asleep in public places, on park benches, in yeah. restaurants no, they, and stuff. They, they, research terrible. is showing that coffee use is a major cause of road accidents because of the mm-hmm. coffee crash. Yeah. And my doctor said, you need to stop drinking coffee. And uh, and I thought, fine, no worries. I'll just stop. It took me a year Ooh, to stop. It's a powerful yeah. drug. If you don't believe how powerful a drug coffee is, mm-hmm. then just try giving it up. It exactly. It is an incredibly powerful drug. It has a has a very, very firm grip. Okay. But that's our... We're, we're going to come to talk more about that in just a moment when we mm. talk about sleep. Uh, we do have a quiz for the day, though. Oh, yeah. Let's take a quick break and do the quiz. This is a Who Am I quiz. I'm going to give you a clue, right? The first clue is God... That's that's what you usually do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine, (laughs) Lyle. The first clue is God told my husband to listen to whatever I said to him. Ooh. (laughs) He's not got the penny drop look on his face. I'm so happy. (laughs) Have we stumped you? Yes. Yay! Happy Friday for us. (laughs) If you think you know the answer... And I'm sure you do. If you have a clue, if you if you have an inkling, I'm sure you are correct. Just give me a call one eight hundred Faith FM. 
or you can text us 0491-064-669 or even jump on our Facebook Faith FM Australia and we will send you the prize. Yeah, well, we'll send you an extra prize if you can figure it out before I can. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. If you can figure it out before Lyle, we'll send you two prizes. Okay, so we're talking about sleep this morning and there's a story in uh, that's just come out uh, yesterday about how we are not getting enough sleep and it is killing us. Mm. They did research in England of 10,000 people, um, and this is over quite a number of uh, years, um, began back in the year 2007, looking at sleep patterns. Okay. And if you reduce your sleep from seven hours of sleep per night to five hours of sleep per night, you double your mortality rate from all causes. Double from all causes? From all causes. Wow, that is staggering. Yes. Okay, so now stop and think for a moment. As you are listening to the show, how much sleep did you get last night? Mm. And did you get your seven to eight hours of sleep? Mm-hmm. Or did you get that five hours of sleep? And it's such an easy thing to do just to, get, just to get a little bit more sleep, isn't it? And sleep, you know, when they talk about sleep is killing us. And so let's, let's run through it. Some of the things that sleep causes. Sleep causes obesity. Sorry, lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. Lack of sleep causes obesity. It causes heart disease. It causes diabetes. It causes depression. You know, it's not obviously causing this all on its own, but it's a major factor in all of these things. Poor decision making, irritability, accidents, uh, loss of intelligence. Wow. You actually become dumber if you don't sleep enough. Wow, yeah. Uh, continuing on where we're up to, it ages your skin. Mm-hmm. It causes you to gain weight if you're not sleeping enough. Um, it impairs your judgment. Um, yeah, we could go on and on. There's a whole list of stuff here that we could look at in relationship to sleep. So sleep is an incredibly important, it's very important. part of our lives. It's no wonder that Jesus told his disciples when they'd been working too hard, you know, come aside and rest a while. Rest a while, yes, indeed. And it's no wonder that God gave us a Sabbath, a day of rest. Mm-hmm. You know, six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. Mm. Your public holiday once a week is an awesome thing, and God knew what our bodies needed. He designed our bodies, and he knew that we needed rest. Rest was an important part of our bodies. Mm, Absolutely. And we should be spending a third of our life asleep. Yeah, for our own health. Absolutely. Does it mention how to get better sleep or how to... Okay, so there's a bunch of things here that it brings up on how to get better sleep. Let me run through some of the hints that uh, this article brings out. And so one of the things it mentions is investing in a good bed. Mm, Absolutely. So a third of your day is in bed. And, you know, you compare the amount of time that you spend in bed to, say, the amount of time you spend commuting in your car. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot more money on our car than our bed, don't we? It's true. Okay. The second thing that they mentioned here is the one that I just uh, mentioned a moment ago, and that is avoiding caffeine. Mm, absolutely. It, it disrupts your sleep patterns altogether. Absolutely. And caffeine can come up in some surprising places because we think about coffee. Mm-hmm. But it also, the, the most common trap, of course, is tea, including green tea. Mm-hmm. So herbal teas can be very good for helping you go to sleep. You can have your, your, your famous chamomile tea will help you drift off to sleep just beautifully. Yep. Uh, but your, 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 your standard tea or your green tea will keep you wide awake. Because mm, it does have a small amount of caffeine in it, uh, yeah. green tea. Even even decaffeinated products like decaf coffee or decaf tea still have trace elements of caffeine. So if you're sensitive to it, and you will become sensitive to it if the further away you get from drinking it regularly. Yeah, well, as a non-coffee drinker one time, I tried some tea. had a had a, 
a cup of tea mm-hmm. and stayed awake all night afterwards. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just sure so why. super sensitive to yeah. it because I never used the stuff. Yeah, for someone like you, I think yeah. if you even had a decaf tea, you'd still get a bit of My a My eyes wire. was like, ding, wide awake. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, couldn't go to sleep. And so, yeah, caffeine is a major, major issue in this um, in this subject. And we might come back and talk more about that. Okay. The no screen rule. No yes, screens huge. before sleep mm-hmm. is a massive, massive issue. So you need to remove all of your technology from your bedroom, mm-hmm. including TVs, phones, tablets, and this is an interesting one, clocks. Oh, cl- is it like analog clock or yeah, digital clock? Yeah, glow in the dark clocks. Okay, digital clocks. That glow in the dark will do two things. Number one, you will look at it mm-hmm. and you will look at the time and you will watch stress the time out. click over mm-hmm. and you will stress mm-hmm. out and you won't relax and you won't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the first thing it does. But secondly, you need to have a quiet, dark place in which to sleep and artificial light is one of the worst things for messing with your your you know, melatonin and, and all of these kind of it gets hormones. gets your brain that, confused about what time of day it is. Yeah, yeah. that regulates sleep. Mm-hmm. So you need to get rid of artificial light. So close the curtains if you're living in a place where there are street lights. I don't have street lights where I live. It's oh, wonderful. Street lights are the worst when you're trying to get sleep and you're like in a city and you're trying to get to sleep and there's a light shining through and you can't switch it off. I have often fantasized about getting a slingshot and taking out a street light. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Okay. Here's the next one that you need to focus on. Get the pets and the kids out of the room. Oh, pets and kids out of the room. Pets and kids out of the room. How come? Because they will disturb your sleep. They will flip and they will flop on the bed and they don't follow the same sleep pattern that you do as an adult. Oh. And so as a result, you can sleep with another adult. Mm -hmm. Uh, As human beings, we're designed to to sleep that way, but not with a child and not with a pet because their very different sleep patterns will mess up your sleep patterns. Well, I'm so glad that you brought up sleep because my good news story is also about sleep, something that is revolutionizing the sleeping industry. And I can't wait to tell you about it next. But first, we're going to have a song break. This is Home Free with How Great Thou Art. Sweetly in the tree 
Listening to Home Free, How Great Thou Art. What a great wake up song that is in the morning. Mm, it is, certainly is. Get you energized and ready for the day. How are you going with becoming? We, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, Becco, because you are a conflicted person. I am, rather. I am. Yes. Yeah. You are a breakfast show host uh-huh. who is not a morning person. Super not a morning person. <laughs> but now you are a morning person. Yeah, I, think, I feel like I've gotten there. Like, I'm not. I'm not upset about having to get up early in the morning. I quite like being forced to get up early, um, and I'm I'm not angry about it anymore. Let me just say, <laughs> this, is a, this is a good thing. That means that she won't bite your head off yeah. if you call in on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you would like to give us a call, one eight hundred three two four eight four three, and tell us your favourite tricks for getting a good night's sleep, we would love to hear from you. I am going to run you through um, the program basically that I undertook to become a morning person, um, which actually has a lot to do with sleep. But I want to tell you first about this product that is revolutionising the sleeping industry. Okay. It's called a gravity blanket. A gravity blanket. Gravity blanket. Don't worry, it's not something you don't have to sleep in like a space chamber or something. It's like a lead blanket. Yeah, kind of. So it's been engineered to be 10% of your body weight. Mm. Um, So they come in uh, 7 kilo, 9 kilo and uh, 12 kilo range. And um, did you know, know, Lyle, 70% of people have trouble falling asleep? Yeah. And it's on the rise because of anxiety. So this gravity blanket, it's not only to help sleep, but it's also like almost like a treatment for anxiety. Um, so this blanket, 
it, you put it on you and it's very heavy, apparently. It increases serotonin and melatonin levels. It decreases cortisol, which is the stress hormone, and it puts the user in a deep sleep. A deeper sleep, I should say. So, and this isn't actually new. So weighted blankets and vests have been used for decades as therapeutic aids for children with um, developmental disorders and tools for calming anxious dogs and cats. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, wow. Let's just... Yeah, but in the early, um, early 2000s, the late 19, uh, 19, 19, 1999, around about then, they actually started using them um, for adults in acute mental health treatment um, because it's a natural stress reliever. And, uh, and they're now starting to do a bit more research into it and they are they have it a few medical journals published about this and there is a bit of speculation um suggesting why or how it works because you know and i have to admit from my own personal experience i sleep a lot better when i have something covering me even on the hottest day of the year i need like a sheet some hmm. just something to like cocoon myself in and if i'm if i'm lying there with <clears throat> without something on top of me i i don't know i just get kind of anxious and i do like having something heavy especially in the winter like i don't feel like i'm being covered properly if it's not heavy so i almost like i under, almost it's understand quite, it's quite comforting to be under a very heavy blanket mm. when it's freezing cold outside and you're snuggly and warm and it's pelting with rain on a metal roof yeah that's just like that's bliss for sleeping right there that'll put me to sleep in about two seconds flat and the only thing I don't like about it is I don't get to enjoy it very long because I just go straight to sleep. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. It helps you go to sleep faster. But these these studies are proving um, that there's actually a quite a significant difference between having your normal doona or duvet or comforter, whatever you want to call it, like, you know, filled with you know, polyester or, or duck down or whatever is a difference between that and having one of these gravity blankets, which are substantially um, weightier. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was this is suggesting that maybe it works because it's consistent and evenly distributing sensory pressure, which can reduce physiological levels of agitation. Um, it reduces movement and restlessness and a lot of the people who have been using these blankets and testing these blankets and enjoying these blankets say that the prevention of movement is a massive one. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they almost say, like, a lot of people have said that when they stick it on and they almost feel like they can't move, but they love it and they almost wish that they couldn't move at all. It's just, it, it almost like it just stops you and forces you to Sounds relax. truly amazing. So is this how you have solved your... Uh... Uh, no. Um, and just another few stats. So people who have tried these, 63% of them um, reported lower anxiety. It's being now used in, um, in natural treatment of insomnia, PTSD, OCD, ADHD. And people are saying it's like a sleeping pill for the whole body. Oh, wow. I do something... That sounds pretty cool. That yeah. sounds very cool indeed. I... Um yeah, I can, I can kind of see that, you know? Yeah, and I mean, it's to my mind, being, what a, a, <coughs> go on. being a cheapo, I was like, well, I'm not going to spend money to get one of these weighted blankets. I'm just going to stick like a whole bunch of blankets on me, but then I get way too hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but I do use something uh, um, like a smaller form of it, and this is also mentioned in these studies, and that is a, a weighted sleep mask. So often when I have trouble falling asleep, I use a weighted sleep mask, um, which I have been using to help me get to sleep earlier because the program that I was using to become a morning person, um, and this was I was very specific about this, so I, I looked into research all of this. So eating later in the day was a huge one. Um, so 
it takes about four hours for your food to digest. So mm-hmm. if you start eating a big old meal at eight o'clock at night, you're having a dinner, mm-hmm. four hours after that, your stomach can finally shut down for the day and go to sleep. So even though you might be in bed and you're sleeping, your body is actually not resting because your stomach is still working. Your stomach's still wide awake. Yeah, your stomach's still wide awake. And so you, don't eat anything for the four hours before you go to bed. Yeah. So if you maybe knock off at about six and stop eating around six or even earlier if you can, um, or and just have a light dinner, mm-hmm. it helps your entire higher body to be able to go to bed and you will rest better and you'll wake up feeling a lot better as well. Mm-hmm. Other thing was definitely the screens. Screens was a massive, massive issue. Oh yeah, that's a huge yep. issue with sleep and I find that because, you know, the temptation is to oh. check your messages before you go to sleep. This is the hardest one for really me. really messes with your head. Yeah, this is definitely the hardest one, especially because I have so many international friends who text me at crazy hours of the night. Um, but I had to switch my phone um turn off not just the sound but also the vibrate because you can still hear the vibrate and I just had to let it go I just had to be like okay I'll deal with it all when I wake up in the morning but there is a screen that can help it's called a blue light and you can use it it's like a you set it like an alarm clock and then in the morning it it glows blue light on you and it's it's supposed to imitate moonlight um, more like the blue summer sky. Okay. So and it helps you wake up naturally without like a blaring alarm clock, and then it it, it increases melatonin production mm-hmm. at that at the right time of the day. Um, so it works in reverse. And then the other thing, of course, was going to bed early. If you want to be an early person, you have to go to bed early to you get do. those You've precious got to be hours of sleep in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, being very careful about eating anything that even contains caffeine. So even like chocolate, because it has caffeine in it. Okay, so the Mayo Clinic in the United States brought up the three big ones in oh, relationship yeah? to uh, what will give you sleep deprivation. What's that? And the three big ones, of course, is caffeine, nicotine, and alcohol. Oh, really? Yes. Mercy. And so alcohol can make you feel sleepy, but your sleep won't be deep enough and it will cause you to wake up, you know, in the middle of the night. It causes dehydration mm-hmm. um, and... And, and, and therefore, it, it causes you to actually have very, very poor quality sleep. And so some people like, yeah, I have a glass of wine or whatever to go to sleep. It will help you to be sleepy, but it will actually deprive you of sleep. Wow. Yeah. So it can be a bit of a trap. And of course, caffeine, we all understand why, what the problem there is. And uh, nicotine is you know, a stimulant. Uh, much like caffeine. So your three big ones as far as uh, what you put into your body before sleep is caffeine, nicotine, and alcohol. Avoid those. Is that just before sleep or just throughout the whole day it messes up your system? Yeah, throughout the whole day it messes up your system. Mm. You know what messes up my system? What's that? If I eat peanut butter sandwich just before I go to sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it makes me dream <laughs> all night. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to admit, one of the reasons why I was very happy to give up caffeine all those years back when I did is because I was finding that it was actually making my body stink. Oh, yeah, that's it, interesting. It, it changes um, your sweat and you sweat. It smells a lot worse. So I had to start using like full-on deodorants and, and uh, um, perfumes and that kind of thing to cover that up. There's an interesting link and it's a very, very strong link between lack of sleep and poor mental health. Not surprised this is, at all. This is one of the major, major um, indicators of the onset of depression and anxiety mm-hmm. is poor sleep. And so one of the major things that is causing depression and anxiety in our world right now is caffeine, nicotine and alcohol. The, it's, lack of sleep is essentially a gateway to mental health issues. It is. It yeah. is. And you know, along with that, you've got all the irritability and it dumbs you down, loss of intelligence and so forth mm-hmm. that goes you know, right along uh, with that. Mm-hmm. I just want to encourage people who are listening who are like, oh man, but how am I supposed to get natural sleep? Some of the things that I use was herbal teas, like Lyle mentioned chamomile. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of great herbal teas. Um, 
lavender oil lavender oil is great you don't need to have a diffuser or get an oil burner or be a hippie you just got to get like a little bit of lavender oil nothing wrong with being a hippie yeah exactly (laughs) dab it on a tissue and just leave the tissue on your bedside table and uh, and if you're really having trouble falling asleep try Montmorency cherry juice Try what? Montmorency cherry. Montmorency really? has to be Montmorency cherry juice. That stuff, man, you drink that any time of day and you try staying awake afterwards. Cherry juice. Montmorency cherry juice. I've been using it a couple of times when I have had a really hard time for it. I do like cherries. I like cherries a lot. I grew up in Tasmania. Best cherries down there. I'm sure you all slept really well down there too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with our guest interview, Lloyd Crollman, this morning. And we're going to be having a... Uh, Sorry, I let fear and doubt in as though I was an orphan, as though you didn't care, as though I walked alone, as though no one finds before me, as though you didn't notice, as though. Why should I? 
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, and 88 right across Australia. We have joining us on the phone today, Andrew. Andrew Kachansky, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Lyle. Now, with a last name like Kachansky, all of the people that I know whose name ends with a ski are from Poland. Would you have Polish background at all? I do, I do. I was born to Polish parents. I grew up and I was born in Australia, uh-huh. but at Polish heritage, yes. And, and I've always been curious, and maybe you can satisfy my curiosity, why do so many Polish people's names end with ski? Oh, look, I don't know. It goes back to some kind of royalty. Royalty? <laughs> uh, there you go. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Look, a lot of, a lot of um, legends and myths uh, surround surnames. If you do a surname trace... I think everybody's name goes back to royalty. If you pay much, if you pay enough money, every every name every name goes back to uh, royalty. Yeah, well, they, they do say there's only six degrees of separation between any person on the planet, isn't that so? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, Andrew, just uh, quickly, what part of the what part of Australia did you grow up in? Uh, born in Sydney, mm-hmm. but uh, currently living in South Queensland. Ah, nice part of the world. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. And uh, your parents, you, you say, say that they, um, the, they they were they moved here to Australia before you were born. Was that what that's happened? That's it. That's it. They moved. They moved here in the late sixties, mm-hmm. and I was born in the early seventies or mid seventies. And uh, yeah, grew up in Sydney, um, went to school, um, did university, did pharmacy. I'm a qualified pharmacist. But uh, since then, had a massive career change, and I guess that's why you're calling me. To yes, find. that's why I'm calling you. I want to hear all about yeah. it. Just, just be, be, before we, what? Be, mm. yeah, before we get there, before we get there, I, I, what, I want to know: um, your parents were Christian. Yes, yes. Grew up in a Christian home. Um, mm-hmm. Good, good values, good morals. Um, you know, good sense of right and wrong. Uh, the Bible was always read to us, and uh, oh wow. We, you know, we, uh, we grew up with a love of the printed page and a love of the truth. Was there a point in your life where you made a, a, a conscious decision to serve God or have you just always served yes. God? No, look, absolutely. Um, I was 16 uh, when I chose to be baptised and uh, just to express, you know, my love for, for the truth, my love for God, just wanted to take a stand for him. So I guess any listeners that are that are young or have young children or, or grandchildren um, certainly make a stand uh, in your teen years. Um, yeah, it's a great, great thing to stand up for God. And if we stand up for Him, He will stand up for us. Absolutely. Now mm. let's get back to this career change because this this is the exciting start of yeah. the, the part of the story. I understand that for a number of years now you have been an evangelist. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Very much so. Um, yeah. I was. I was. Um, I began my career as a pharmacist uh, about 12 years into it. Um, I thank God for one-hour lunch breaks because okay. during that one-hour lunch break, um, I, you know, I would read read a book. And what sort of book would I read? Of course, I read a spiritual book. And I picked up a book that I you know, had in my bookshelf or my parents' bookshelf for a long time, and the book was called The Desire of Ages. Oh yes, and, that's a, that's um, an all-time classic on the life of Christ. 
Absolutely. That is a, that is a life-changing book, a biography on the life of Jesus. It's called The Desire of Ages. Beautiful book. And there I met Jesus again as if for the first time. Mm. That book will make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make you fall in love with Jesus mm. um, so much more. And I thought, wow, you know, here I am. You know, what am I doing for Jesus? I'm just working as a pharmacist, you know, filling up my back pocket, my hip pocket, and uh, not doing much to, to, to work for him, to work with him uh, he's not really working through me and I thought no this has got to change then so, um, not long after that go on yeah I was just going to say when, uh, when, when, when people think of uh, evangelists they typically think of somebody who uh, you know stands up the front and preaches a, uh, an evangelistic campaign or something like that you went down a different path of evangelism tell us about um, tell us about this different path of, of evangelism yeah, so so, so books, so book, there is a, there is a ministry called uh, literature evangelism. Mm-hmm. So it's a very different to a, to a public evangelism which stand, who stands up and preaches and, um, you know, meets people, you know, in a public setting. I am what you call a literature evangelist or a door-to-door book salesman of Christian books. Mm-hmm. And so I take these precious books that have changed my life and I present them to people all across Australia um, selling them, giving them away, uh, life-changing books that cover physical health, uh, emotional health, and of course spiritual health. Because we are what we what we eat, mm-hmm. we are what we think, and our beliefs determine our destiny, don't they? Yeah, they do indeed. So you're so, dealing. So you're, you're then selling books that deal with all of these things. Uh, absolutely. Right. So the that's, whole the whole lifestyle, right there, is mentally, physically, and spiritually. Absolutely, because, you know, the Bible says we need to prosper physically, you know, emotionally, spiritually, and that's the whole person. Sure. We can't just look at um, eating carrots. We've got to look at um, the whole the whole body, what we eat, what we think, um, what our beliefs are, what our beliefs about God are. And um, I just want to challenge any listener that, that if you grew up in a home that Jesus or God was was more like a swear word or more like maybe misre- his character was misrepresented to you. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you to get yourself, and we'll give you uh, at the end of this interview, we'll give you a phone number for how you can get um, a book a book for, into your own hands called The Great Controversy. So I read that, read that book, read another book called The Great Controversy. And with a name like The Great Controversy, you think, boy, this is going to be a big story. Oh, and absolutely! It's awesome. Big, big story. Big story. I read this um, book. I ended up just butting in here for a second because I read the book Great Controversy for the first time for myself when I was fifteen, and it completely right. changed my life. It changed my attitude yes. towards God, my understanding of who He yes. was, and I read yes. it six times between I was when I was fifteen and when I turned twenty. And wow. um, I would recommend that book to anyone. It's just a, a fantastic book. But anyway, keep telling there us about it. There you are. There you are, Lyle. So you are an example of a life that was changed by reading and reading. Yeah. Reading is different to, to going to a public seminar. They're great. They have their place. Sure. Reading is different to a TV evangelist. I mean, they're wonderful. They're fantastic. They'll yeah. reach people that I can't reach. Yeah. But there is something special about presenting these life-changing, life-saving books. One-to-one, there's no obligation. There's no pressure. You know, we just just meet people. We've got a national team of, of booksellers that bring these books to people's doors. 
Um, so any state, any territory, we can get this book to you. So Great Controversy covers a big story. It covers the story of the past, the present, and the future. I remember one time, Lyle, I knocked mm-hmm. on the door um, of a young man. He opened the door, and he had a black shirt on. He had you know devil symbols on. He had rings on his fingers, earrings, dark face, kind of a, an angry-looking young man. Mm. And I looked at him and I said, I looked at him and I said, you're a spiritual person, aren't you? Well, yes, he, yes, he said, I am. And he started to tell me more about the Illuminati, the Russian secret societies, and to, just to share a bit about, it, about his spirituality. Now, of course, his spirituality was different to my spirituality. I'm a Christian. Sure. He was an atheist. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, I have a high respect for atheists because, because atheists, simply need more evidence that's what they're looking for they're looking for more evidence they're looking something to hang their faith on they're they're, they're believing in themselves or they're they're not they're choosing not to believe in god maybe because they haven't been shown you know enough evidence so i said i said i'll put this book into your hand this book will give you two thousand years evidence Mm. because the book great controversy covers the stories of, of men and women who've gone before us in history through, through the dark ages through the reformation through our day in in history and it just gives you examples after examples after examples of of lives that have been that have counted because they've stood up for the right they've, they've stood up for god and god has stood up for them mm, so people mm. like martin luther people like the reformers people that lived and died for their beliefs and when I read this book during my one-hour lunch breaks, I thought to myself, you know, I don't have what it takes. If if I were to be living in the dark ages, I wouldn't have the same faith or the same trust in God as these early reformers did. Mm. And many times I'd close the book, Lyle, with tears in my eyes, and I thought to myself, man, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to make it. <laughs> it's challenging, isn't it? That's incredibly challenging. Very, very challenging and, and very convicting. And I thought, boy, these books have got to be presented to, to others. So I got in contact with uh, like an Australian um, publishing company that make books available like this. And, of course, I went straight to the spiritual, having grown up in a healthy lifestyle, um, you know, not not many um, health issues, although my dad did die, die of cancer. But since then, I learned about health. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I had physical health covered like many people do. I have mental health covered, and I I'm, I'm, don't have depression or anything. So mentally, I'm okay. Praise God for that. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah praise God, because that's a big one. Mm. But then I thought, I'm just going to go deeper into this into this spiritual um, topic. And I found, I found that these books... Uh, need to be presented to, to as many people as possible. And one of the best and do- most direct way and cost-effective ways of getting books like this into homes is to, to bring them to people's door. So you meet somebody like this guy with you know the black T-shirt and, and, and the hardcore atheist. Are, are people like that actually open to buying a Christian book? Absolutely. And I said to him, that's right, thank you for reminding me. I've got to finish the story. So yeah, yeah, I was, I was wondering what you going to... <laughs> we'll wait yeah, for a bit. Press the book into his hand and I said, I said, young man, take this book, you know. He said, I don't have any money. I said, that's fine. You know, I've, I've had a good day. I've sold other books. This book is, is a gift for you. Take it, read it. It'll, it'll either do one of two things to, to you. I said to him, it'll either confirm you in your current position or it will challenge you to reconsider your atheistic beliefs. I said, are you up for the challenge? Mm-hmm. And praise God, yes, he did take up the challenge. And at the bottom, of it, he, he took the book, praise God, he took the book, uh, closed the door, 
uh, left us friends, patted him on the back. I said, this book will, you'll really enjoy. So I don't know whether he's given his heart to Jesus or not, but at the bottom of his driveway that, that morning, I prayed that God would bless that young man as he now sees that there is a great controversy. There is a great struggle mm. over every man, mm. woman, boy and girl on this planet. But we do have a choice to stand for the right or to, you know, to, to, to shape our own destiny with the beliefs that we have. Now, in public evangelism, we often get to see the fruit of our labor, so to speak, when people make a decision for Christ. Do you get mm. to see that in literature evangelism? Literature evangelism is like seed sowing. So sometimes we do see seeds. Sometimes we keep in contact with the people that we meet. Uh, we went through the area of Maitland not too long ago, and praise God, we connected a few people that bought Christian books. Absolutely. We connected them with the church. Um, they're now attending, and you know, praise God, they're giving their hearts to Jesus. And we're meeting people that cannot be met in any other way, you know, because sometimes people have. You know, a few issues with going to church or they're a bit, you know, embarrassed or, or they're a bit shy about stepping into a church. Maybe they've got some baggage. So we bring church to the people. Get mm-hmm. the idea? Mm-hmm. We bring Jesus yep. to the people. Now, Andrew, I don't know line. if you realize, but actually one of the seeds you sowed so many years ago was actually with me. And it was while you were still working as a chemist. Um, I don't think, yeah. I don't know if you remember me, but I came in one day and I was struggling with fear and I had an anxiety and I was wondering if I could just buy a pill that would fix that. I remember it was mm-hmm. you that served me and, uh, and you sent to me, you took me aside and you quietly said, you know, your fear you know, perfect love casts out fear. And you told me a little bit about God. And this was when I was out of the church. You've got to be joking. I'm not I've joking never at heard all. this story before. Yeah, and it was your witness that that was it was one of you know it was one of the uh, one of the straws that broke a, a stubborn camel's back and brought me back <laughs> into the church. Praise God. There you go. Yeah. Praise so even God. as a chemist, you were an evangelist even then. There you go. There you go. I think each of us as Christians, thank you for sharing that. That's strengthened, strengthened out my faith, you know, because as a Christian, we need to, to, to say, we need to realize that our words matter. What mm-hmm. we do with our time matters. And um, it's not just going to church once a week and singing a song and going home. It's more than that. Being a Christian means standing up for Jesus. It means, you know, taking his name, you know, on your lips standing up for him and and pointing people to a better life physically or emotionally or spiritually, you know? Mm, that's fantastic. Wow. You know, I'm, that's, <laughs> you know it, makes me, it makes me wonder, you know, how many of these stories are we going to hear when we get to heaven mm. where people come up and say, hey, you know what, when you said that, that, that oh, look, it's just something to look forward I to, wish, isn't it? I wish this interview was an hour long because I could share a dozen stories. But before okay. I go, I wanted to yeah. give you my name and number if you want to get your hand on, on books such as The Great Controversy, such as the Desire of Ages. So my name is Andrew. I'll give you my number. You got a pen, put it in your phone. My number is zero four one zero two five seven nine three five. That number again, Andrew, for a free copy of the Desire of Ages or a free copy of the Great Controversy, zero four one zero two five seven nine three five. If you miss that number, yep. just call up the radio station and they'll be back. We be would be more day. than happy to pass on your details mm-hmm. to Andrew. And uh, if you'd like to, uh, he has those two books that he'd be available to give to you for free. But there's also um, other books that he can sell. I think you do some stuff on depression recovery and other health yes. books and so forth. Yes. Um, he yes. could. I'm sure Andrew can fix you up with a whole 
whole um, a whole catalogue of amazing material there. We're going to have to uh, leave it there at this time. So stay tuned. We've got more great programming coming up in just a moment. See 